Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks so much for being here. Um, it's the 9th of April, 2021. Lovely to have you here. If this is your first ever episode of the show, welcome. This is a podcast designed to help you make today better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show today, guaranteed to help you make today better than yesterday. Also Monday's show and last Friday's and last Monday's and going all the way back to 2013 when I began this podcasting adventure. There's hundreds of interviews to choose from, heaps of Friday episodes as well. Mondays I speak with the guest, Fridays I speak with you. And there's lots to dive into. So get stuck in. If you want to email me, it's real easy. Send Osher email at gmail.com. Thank you for the feedback on the Dave Sharma episode, who is my member of parliament. It was an interesting conversation. I'll give you that. Also, thank you for the uh, help with Idle Australians, which is a new podcast I'm doing with James Matheson. We did an episode on Alan Bond and... Um, talked about the sentencing of white-collar criminals in this country, which is kind of more the episode's about, <laughs> what the show's about. I like it as a show. I like it a lot because we kind of start with something that we all know and then Jim and I just go and expand into tangent land together and uh, I really enjoy it. So you can find Idle Australians in your podcast feed. I did want to talk to you today about something we, you know, the last few Fridays we've been talking about um, writing as a way of, managing your mental health and using your hand and a piece of paper and a pen to help your mental health work out and um, making sure that you can keep your mental health um, on point by getting the thoughts out of your head and being able to assess them in a more in a more rational way. And, and that's just something I did want to kind of talk about today and I guess basically touch on the concept of cognitive reflection, uh, which is an incredibly important skill to develop and nourish and, and work on to make sure that you can go through this modern life and not just get flung everywhere like a pinball, getting 
bumper to bumper to bumper, just getting flung around the place by the news that you read or the things that you scroll past or things that people say to you or, you know, screenshotted forwards from grandma that freak you out. It's important to have cognitive reflection as something in your toolbox that you can draw upon. And a big part of cognitive reflection is to understand, is basically thinking about what you're thinking about and thinking about how you're thinking about it. There's a really interesting um, uh, researcher called Daniel Kahneman who identified two different kinds of thinking that we do when we think about stuff, system one thinking and system two thinking. He wrote a book about it. It's called Thinking Fast and Slow. It's very, very interesting. Now, system one thinking is the immediate response and it gives us the feeling of like, oh yeah, I know the answer. Boom, there it is. System two is the one we have to go, hang on, is it? Is it though? Is it really? And a lot of the time we are living in a world of social media. We are living in a world of reactionary comments and likes and forwards and things like that. That's all system one. Okay. And it is perpetuated because the big companies that run these platforms, Facebook in the instance of, um, for example, WhatsApp or Instagram or Facebook itself or, or Google with YouTube and, uh, and Twitter, they make a lot of money off of that reaction that you get, that instant emotional reaction. And they have devised their platforms to encourage that instant emotional reaction that requires no reflection whatsoever. And what can happen is you can then get just flung down this corridor of belief of something that's probably not true, but believing it is and feeling right and scared all at the same time and angry and unfrightened at once because you're all system one thinking and you haven't had a chance to reflect on what it is. Now, to demonstrate that we are all vulnerable to making this mistake and to understand that cognitive reflection is something that we do need to work on and do need to be aware of, I'm going to ask you some quick questions and I want you to try to answer me as quickly as you can. All right, I'm going to go through them. Don't think about your answer, just the first answer that comes to mind. I'm not going to give you any time as I go from one to the other to the other and we'll come back and refresh. Okay, you ready? Um, I reckon I'm going to ask you, I'll ask just three quick questions, but it should demonstrate it really quickly. All right. Mary's father has five daughters, but no sons. Nana, Nene, Nini, Nono, what's probably the name of the fifth daughter? If you're running a race and you pass the person in second place, what place are you in? How many of each animal did Moses put on the ark? And one more, is it ethical for a man to marry the sister of his widow? All right, so really quickly, four really quick questions. Now, you had system one answering right there. Mary's father has five daughters but no sons. Nana, N-A, Nene, N-E, Nini, N-I, Nono, N-O. What's the daughter's fifth name? System one probably went, oh, Nunu. No. The correct answer is Mary because Mary's father has five daughters. If you're running a race and you passed a person in second place, uh, what place would you be in now? Well, you probably went, oh, first. But no, you'd be in second. Because if you passed the person in second place, you're now in second place. The question about the ark, how many of each animal did Moses put on the ark? You probably went, oh, two. Yeah, all right, go on, no, there's one, two. No, Moses didn't put anybody in the ark. Noah did. Would it be ethical for a man to marry the sister of his widow? Well, you probably went, oh, no, it's not ethical at all. Well, technically, it's not possible because if you're a widow, it means your husband's dead. So you can see right there that very, very quickly, your system one brain jumps in, all right? He goes, I know this, bang, I know the answer, boom. And that's the first thing that we think of, but it's incorrect. 
and we've been fooled by our system one thinking. Now, there's a, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of people making a lot of money working on this and it can really overwhelm you because things can be written, messaging can be written, political messaging or meme messaging or oh, false news or disruptive news or disruptive information can be written to trigger that system one thinking and it usually triggers fear or um, a threat of scarcity or fear of the other and it hits you right there and you instantly you you boom, you're snapped into it. But it's important to be aware of that you need some system two in there and just to reflect on that. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much at all. So just check. Am I sure about this? Do I know that I know it's right? Can I check the sources? Can I think about that? We're pretty terrible at estimating numbers. And uh, I did want to talk about this today because in the news a lot, uh, at the moment, there's talk about the COVID-19 vaccine and blood clots, all right? And at the same time, they're saying they're investigating a link between the vaccine and blood clots. That can be very dangerous. Now, I don't want blood clots. You don't want blood clots. And these people are going, there might be a chance of blood clots. So fuck that. I don't want blood clots. I don't want a vaccine. But at the same time, they're saying, oh, no, it's perfectly safe. And that's a really weird thing to hear because how can it be both? So you got to, at this point, you do need to, and I agree with you, you know, certainly when I see on the news that men my age are getting affected by this, I have to put my system one thinking to one side and go, okay, there's the initial thinking that I don't want this bad thing. And it's fair enough. Nobody wants this bad thing. I don't want this bad thing happening to me. But what's this? How can we get the slow thinking in there? How can we get the double check, the rational response going on? And the rational response asks us, so we have to take a little bit more time. We can't just react to it straight away. We have to take a little bit more time and go, well, hang on, what's the actual numbers here? What's actually going on here? And according to the regulator in the EU, this is in the EU, this is not in Australia. So in the EU, apparently, of the one in 250,000 people that get the blood clots from the vaccine, about one third of those people have passed away. So the maths puts that at the risk of death from the blood clots of the uh, AstraZeneca vaccine is very, very roughly around one in 750,000. All right. Now, I don't want to be that one in 750,000 people and nor do you, okay? That's still system one. I really don't want to do that. So you actually then have to think a little bit more. It takes a little bit more thinking. It's like, okay, then, well, life is risk. All life is risk. Everything involves risk. Getting out of bed involves risk. How does this compare to the other risks that I take in my life? So, for example, and it's a brilliant word. It's called a a micromort. It's a brilliant, brilliant word. We talked about this on DadPod the other week with Charlie Clawson. A micromort is a one in a million chance of death. And uh, it was invented in the 70s or kind of the concept was created in the 70s as a way to kind of compare different activities of like what's the, the risk of this particular thing versus this particular thing. And so... Uh, looks like this vaccine and, you know, having a fatal reaction to the blood clots is uh, 0.75 micromorts is to get this vaccine, all right? Now, to get one micromort, and I have to compare this now to other things that I do in my life. I have to let my system two thinking kick in, all right? Because, no, I don't want blood clots. Nobody wants blood clots. I've got a family to look after. I like my job. I like my wife. I like my kids. I like my life. Then have a look at how does this compare to other things that I do in my life? 
to have the same risk of death as what apparently this they're looking at this AstraZeneca vaccine has. I would need to ride my motorcycle, which I love. Love to ride my motorcycle. It's freaking great. I love riding it to work. It's a beautiful Ducati. It's a lot of fun. I really love it. To have that same risk of death, I would need to ride my motorcycle 7.5 kilometres. To have that same risk of death, I would need to drive my car only 300 k's. You too. So you driving your car 300 kilometres puts you at a 1 in 750,000 chance of dying. All right? Things that you do all the time. Living for six weeks with someone who smokes gives you a 1 in 750,000 chance of death. Living for six weeks with a smoker, death by cancer or heart disease. Travelling from Brisbane to Melbourne on a plane, all right? It's about, was it, 1,200 k's? It's not far. That'll give you a 1 in 700,000 chance of death by accident, by a plane accident. Of course, there's no plane accidents like that, but you've got to understand that every day you risk getting out of bed, getting out of bed at the age of 45 gives you six chances in one million of dying. So I am so much more likely to die just by getting out of bed at my age is getting out of bed at the age of 45 gives you a six in one million chance of death. Just getting out of bed is more risky than this. So when I put it in conjunction with that, I've lived with a smoker. My father was a heavy smoker. I'd ride a motorcycle and I love it. I drive easily 300 Ks in a week. Shit, I'd drive 300 Ks in two days sometimes for my work. All of those things have the same, double, more risk, all right? And so you've got it. Once you get that system two thinking in there and really go, well, I take these kind of risks every day and I'm fine with them. I do them without even thinking. Why would I do this any differently? And I think that's the thing I want us to talk about today. Just be aware of your system one thinking, question it, and let that system two thinking get in there and really have a bit of it. Let it, let it swim around and, and, and question. Writing things down really helps. It's still weird and it's still okay to recognise that, no, I don't want to die of blood clots. You don't want, nobody wants to die of blood clots. But when you put it into perspective, it's, it's important. We're often told to trust our gut. But as I've demonstrated to you by asking you those questions, trusting your gut is, is not always right. There's another set of three very famous questions. The first questions I asked you weren't to do with maths. This lot are. But just to you know, kind of underlie this, that sometimes the very first thought you have about something or your first reaction to something, particularly if it's a meme or a screenshot article or, or some sort of inflammatory front page headline above an ad for a, a white goods store on a tabloid uh, newspaper in Australia, um, <laughs> is going to kick you right in the nuts of, of ovaries of your system one thinking and make you bark in fear. And it's deliberately designed to not let your system two thinking even have a chance to kick in. All right. So I'm going to ask you another three questions just to show you once again that we're all caught up by not having enough cognitive reflection in our lives. A bat and ball cost $1.10 in total. The bat cost a dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? If five machines take five minutes to make five widgets, how long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? In a lake, there's a patch of lily pads. Each day, the patch doubles in size. It takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake. How long would it take the patch to cover half of the lake? 
So your system one brain probably jumped in and answered the questions very quickly and you're probably very sure. So the bat and ball question, you probably went, oh, the, the ball cost 10 cents. The widgets, 100 minutes, five, 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 okay, 100, 100, 100. And the lily pads, uh, 24 days. But the correct solutions are if the bat and the ball cost $1.10 in total and the bat cost a dollar more than the ball, the ball costs five cents. If it takes five machines five minutes to make five widgets, it takes 100 machines five minutes to make 100 widgets, right? And if the lily pads patch doubles in size every day and it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the lake, how long will it take the patch to cover half of the lake? Well, if it doubles in size every day, half the lake is the day before. So 47 days. So it's important. And that sounds confusing. And you might feel a bit kind of, what the fuck's going on here, Jay? But it's important to know that your brain does play tricks on you. Particularly when you're trying to, we're pretty shit at assessing probability and pretty shit at assessing risk. That's why, hey, watch this is often someone's famous last words. But it's important to let that system two thinking kick in and be aware when you're triggered. And you might feel weird feeling in your tummy or your, your breath shorten or your heart rate increase or get sweaty or, or something. And that, that gives you an idea that, oh, hang on, there's a flood happening here. I've just been triggered by something. My system one thinking has probably decided this is dangerous or scary to try and keep me safe, but it hasn't allowed my slower system, my system two thinking to kick in and just kind of understand what is actually going on. And yeah, the world is shades of gray. The world is not black and white, and it takes a bit of work to understand the planet that we live on and the people we interact with. So I hope that helps just to try and understand that the brain we're given is very good at keeping us alive and keeping us away from scary things. And there are some, uh, shall we say, companies or actors or actors as in state actors or news organizations or broadcasters who work very well and make a lot of money on activating your system one thinking or your fear response or not allowing you the chance to kind of actually reflect. Just being aware of it is more than half the battle. Having cognitive reflection to actually go, hang on, really? Is the world really uh, controlled by shape-shifting interdimensional lizard people? Really? Really? And really to assess risk, uh, it takes time. It takes time to really sit down and think about things and then accept, like from in my example, like when I read the motorbike thing, motorbikes are fucking fun. So are bicycles for that matter. But the risk that I expose myself to by just riding to work, it's 40 Ks to work, right? That gives me a four in a million chance of death, which is, I can't do maths, God, I'm shit at this, a lot more risk than the risk of this vaccine having an adverse effect on my body. But you know, even me, even Mr. Vaccination, even Mr. Science over here, I still don't want blood clots. Fuck no. But I accept the risk. I accept the risk because I accept the risk and similar risks and far greater risks every other day of my life. In fact, accepting risk is what it is to be human and being with risk is what it is to be human. You can't fall in love without the risk of heartbreak. You can't love anyone without the risk of that person going away. You can't have sadness without joy. You can't have happiness without horror. All of these things exist together and it is part of the human experience. So 
I hope that at least helps. Try and work on your system one, system two thinking. Try and be aware of it. Try and notice when the system one things kicked in. Try and be aware of when you're flooded and go, ah, right, I probably haven't had a chance to actually cognitively reflect on this. I might take some time here. I'm not quite there yet. I'm still thinking about that. It's a really great response when people ask you what's going on. I'm still thinking about that. I need a little more time to think on it. I need to sleep on it. Buy yourself some time. Makes a world of difference. Makes a world of difference. All right, legends, I'm going to jet. Sorry if that was a lot of numbers that really frustrated you. If you're very good at maths, you probably got really quite shat at my inability to verbalize probably quite simple addition of subtraction or multiplication in your eyes. I had to stop this about seven times to get my calculator out on my computer to try and figure it out, and I probably still got it wrong, but I hope you get the drift. You might hear an ad here. You might not. Let's see what happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Monday's episode is with Maria Kornikova, and I cannot wait. She is amazing. Maria Kornikova is, I love her. She's an incredible author. She's written two books that I absolutely love, one about con artists and one about um, decision-making. And we talk about how the two meet, and particularly on this topic, which we've just been discussing, about how when a con artist hits you in the face of your system one thinking, you make really shit decisions. And we talked about it. She's an incredible author who, when writing a book about human decision-making, discovered that playing poker, particularly Texas Hold'em poker, is the best analogue to human decision-making processes because of the risk-reward and making decisions on incomplete information. And in the process of writing the book, she became a World Series of Poker champion. But they're both really interesting books, and we talk at length about the con and the different phases of the con and things to be aware of because when you look at the different phases of how someone could get conned, whether it be an email scam, a phone scam, you know, a catfish, whatever, the parallels between that and political messaging in our community are so stark, you can't ignore it. And I'm really grateful we can have the chat. All right. Andy, thank you so much for cutting this one up. It was a complete clusterfuck, but I appreciate it. Thanks, Rachel Barrett, my EP on this show, and Mike Mills for the music. If you need anything, send us your email at gmail.com. Think slow and dream of beautiful things. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.